From Doghouse Music in Lafayette, Colorado, this is the Rocky Mountain Mixdown. Rocky Mountain Mixdown. Talking music in your hometown, other places too. Welcome, welcome, all are welcome here. Rocky Mountain Mixdown! Nailed it! Good. Stop exposing the echo. <laughs> yeah, this, this room is... <laughs> Even with all the panels. <laughs> hey, we did what we could with the tools we had. You yeah, did. making it work. Yeah. I mean, it won't be that much longer that we'll be recording in this studio. Yeah. Because the studio will be is ready. being renovated. Yes. It's an exciting time in our lives. It's a very exciting time. It's going to be beautiful. Oh my God. And we will showcase it on all of our social media. It's already looking really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. We have real wood floors and real floors and real floors and, and not real concrete. Walls. Yeah. And, and there's uh, windows, windows, sight lines. Stuff. Yeah. And new isolation. Mm-hmm. So, how did the decision to pull the trigger on that come about? Because I know it's been talked about for a while. Yes. Ah, it started because the business started making money. (laughs) Yay! 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 Which is exciting, especially during COVID. I actually, I don't take that lightly. That is amazing. I didn't know that we would necessarily be able to do that. Um, And then, so we, the plan has always always been to be thinking about renovations after we became profitable. Um, and we didn't really know what direction that was going to go because, you know, this is all just really a see what happens type of situation. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had John Remington on our staff. Um, Johnny Two Slices. Johnny Two Slices, our incredible audio engineer. Um, and we really, the three of us kind of sat down and and wanted to talk about like, where do we see the studio? Do we see it as a live stream studio? Do we want to only focus on rehearsals? Like, what do we want to do? And, you know, it really became clear, like recording is something we really want to focus on and have, you know, just be a real presence in that world in the industry in Colorado. And that and that's really not where we started. Not when, at all. When we... We have no experience in recording. <laughs> But the people that we work with do have a lot of experience in They're recording. They're talented and well, you, beautiful. You put together a talented team. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. You guys are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, well, that that was the thing when when we first took over Doghouse. I yeah, you know, we were learning live sound and engineering. Um, Total fly by night. Oh, that's what happens when this happens. Uh, and we had always said that you know between the between the two of us, Liz and myself, recording just wasn't like a, like like a high high end high quality recording was just not something that we were equipped to do. And we were going to leave it to professionals. And then we ended up working with professionals. <laughs> so we do leave it to them, but they do it here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and it's kind of amazing. Like I, I feel really awesome about it because there. I, I found that 
A, I'm learning a lot in this process, you know, not just with how to run a business, but also how to run a studio. Uh, and B, I've, I'm finding that everyone has something to contribute to the sound. Everyone has something to contribute to the recordings. Like when Day Shaper was recording here a few months ago, uh, I, I almost took the like Rick Rubin position of just laying on the couch and be like, why don't you add a harmony? You know, or like that sort of thing. And and sometimes those are those simple simple organic things that can make or break how something sounds. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that not a lot of people have focused on. When you when you think about recording, uh, you think about a lot of the you, first of all, you think about equipment. <laughs> uh, and then you think about uh the intricacies of uh, what goes into the recording process? You know, not necessarily the production, not necessarily the the chord progressions, the writing, the uh, the special sauce that goes into to a song and into a recording. So, yeah, and uh, I think, I mean, we've been so lucky that you know we met John. I mean, he started here as an intern, which just seems like comical, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just his passion for all of that. You know, from songwriting production like he is in it at every level and we were so fortunate to meet him and just have him like show us that passion and kind of show us like what it could look like here at doghouse and we did so much with like you know we're just gonna do this like the old-fashioned way and <laughs> make it work and use rugs and move couches and make these little isolation sections of the room that was always amazing to watch him work he's like yes. and they're like oh well it's a little echoey in here he goes okay well i'll just throw a rug on a couch and lean the couch up against this and and yeah. you sit this way and so it was like kids building forts in their right. parents living room but he was doing all this math all the the mental calisthenics yeah in his head and testing it and testing it and testing right it. it was it was really it was really inspiring to watch yes um because it does, it does lead credence to you know you have the ability to do something no matter where you're at. It's it's kind of like when um, I remember a musician was in here a year or so ago, and he's like, the, a true musician can play with anyone, even if they don't know the other person doesn't know what they're doing, right? You don't always have to play with like the best musicians, uh, and um, you don't always have to record in the best studio. <laughs> When do you think that was? <laughs> was that part of the decision process of of going for it and renovating and and becoming a, a more legit recording studio is to kind of give you know someone like John a better tool? Yes, you know, like, definitely. I mean, we sat down in January and we just asked him if you could have your dream job in your dream studio, what would that look like? And he. He was a little shy at first, I think. but he really did tell us, you know, his passion is for the full process, like doing these recordings, working with the bands, working on production, um, doing the whole thing. I mean, all the way through the mix. Um, and we asked him, what would your studio, like if you could design a studio, what would it look like? And then we said, what would it look like based on what we have to work with here? <laughs> <laughs> and that really is how it started. And we, kind of just three decided this is what we want to go for. Like, this is how we want to see Doghouse grow. You know, and we'll always, I think, still do the, you know, the live streaming and some of the videography 
But the recording is really where it seemed like a lot of the passion was. Mm-hmm. Well, it also comes back to that, you know, that music incubator, you know, and, and Launchpad, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that has been kind of the vision since, you know, the jump off, you yes. know, making sure that people have a place where they can get creative, where they can make something, where they can grow, you know, their their brand, their music, their identity, you know. Um, and like to your point, like one thing I love about John is like he he just doesn't seem to have an ego about it, you know. Like to your point of laying on the couch and, and being all Rick Rubin, like I've I've been in the, the booth with John a few times where he's like, "What do you think?" Like I don't know, yeah. man. Like punch does, the drums up a little bit. Yeah. And, like, like, does it matter year. what I think? <laughs> like I mean, I would punch the drums. Like maybe like try this. He's like, "Yeah, let's try it." Yeah, I like it. You know, like, I mean, just, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I love that he's just here to to make, you know, the best product you can make, you know. Yeah, I remember the first, one of the, our first recording projects, you know, he had, he was like, Liz, can you listen to this and just tell me what you think of this mix? And I was like, you care what I think of your mix? <laughs> <laughs> but he really, he just always wants to know, you John know. John Fest 2021. I know, I know. This is John Love Fest. <laughs> he's not even here. Did you see um, there was an Australian news broadcast uh, a couple weeks ago where— I don't watch a lot of Australian news broadcasts now. You're missing out, first (laughs) off. Uh, Second, they—whoever was doing the reporting and, like, running the Mm -hmm. B-roll, like, let slip a two-second clip of someone in a black robe, upside-down cross, lit up, altar in front of them, someone playing a, a keyboard next to them, and he was just like, hail Satan, and then it just went right on. And the lady doing the newscast didn't see it, I guess. Because she just like kept rolling on talking about, you know, whatever the news was. You're like, that's a real subliminal message you yeah, threw right? into that. It's like, hmm, all right. Cool. Go Australia. I like that. That's yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So I would say it really was definitely John's presence here and his mm-hmm. talent and his passion that – First kick that off, but then, you know, Kenny and I, we love just jumping into a project. (laughs) Um, So we really laid it out, like, what could this look like? What would we want, you know, the studio to look like? And it kind of just worked out where the studios on that hallway, we kind of call that the recording wing of the studio. And it just sort of worked out that we had those spaces available and we were able to you know, come up with a plan with our contractor to put in those windows for sight lines and make those spaces sound really good and feel really nice. So I think it'll be good. And it's a nice also jumping off point for doing some of the live shows that we're looking to do this fall and winter. Yeah. Which be, is very exciting. That That's actually a huge thing is the, the live room, I guess you would call it, and the yeah. recording wing is also going to be doubling as a venue and mm-hmm. it's something that we put feelers out in what January and February of 2020 yes which seems so long ago right uh, we were able to sell out a couple concerts and this was you know there was no stage there was very little stage lighting or anything yeah. it was just Never let's just throw a show and see who rugs. shows up yeah yeah and and they were phenomenal uh and uh we just we want to get back to that we want to get back to throwing shows yeah and i think the kind of the bigger picture aim for that space is to, you know, have those 
folks in recording, spending all that time in the studio, and then for them to be really have a place to perform. So they'll be, you know, inviting their friends and family and those closest fans and having this really intimate, feel good, like we made our album or even we made our EP, whatever it is, and they can do that show there and kind of invite their community into that really creative space of the studio because it's really neat. A lot of people have never been in a recording studio and part of the reason we wanted to start Doghouse was to make a place where everyone would feel really invited in and invited into this kind of unique space. Yeah. All abilities. doesn't matter whether you, you know, could just play two chords and a guitar or if you're wailing away like someone like Taylor Scott. Right. Or don't play at all. Or don't play at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you guys have done a great job of of bringing that to life. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, pat yourself on the back. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I remember we talked, Kenny, you and I talked about, you know, we were walking to the building a couple of years ago, like not long after you guys had taken it over and we were looking at different rooms and talking about like what, you know, what the future could be, what possibilities would be. And, you know, like that was one of the things that, that we had kind of kicked around was the idea that like, you know, one day recording. And I remember at that point, like all of those rooms had somebody in them. And you're like, well, you know, we'd have to get space, but you know, the, the challenge there is like, you know, at what point do you give up that steady rent, you know, to, to roll the dice on, on the next level? Yeah. And like, it's, it's so cool to see that it's gotten to a point where that is something you were able to do, are able to do, and, and kind of building out that future. Like, it's really cool to watch, guys. It really is. Thank you. So. I, I, I mean, it's not without us trials and tribulations because that is, like, for instance, our control room was uh, a studio space that was rented out by musicians. And when that person moved out, we could have put other musicians in the studio or we could use it as our control room. And it was a... It's tough because I... You know, because I have like a bleeding heart, right? Like I wish I had like sixty spaces where bands right. could rehearse, and but no, we just have like twenty something. So, uh, it it is it's tough from a an emotional standpoint to convert those rooms, but when we when we do it, it it, it feels so much better after it's done because like just seeing the uh, you know the, the the studio that literally just got finished renovating today, just being able to be in it, I'm like. There's so many musicians that will be able to come in here and do awesome things in this room. So instead of it just being served by like one band, it's going to be served by so many more bands. And right. you know, from a business standpoint, yeah, it's 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 less known, right? Um, but at the same time, like our our mantra is that we want to leave musicians better than we find them. So it, it just fits in perfectly. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it, it is great to have a safe nest for someone to come in and, and practice and, and work on their dream. It's a totally different animal yeah. to build an actual launch pad. Yeah. Be like, okay, like, it's great that you're practicing. It's great that you're writing. Now it's time to put something out there. You know, cause I feel like a lot of bands when they're starting out and, you know, I, You've been in bands that are guilty of this. I've been in bands that are guilty of this. Mm -hmm. Many people have been in bands that are guilty of this, where <clears throat> you practice all the time and you write 
all the time. Yep. And then you never do anything, anything with it. No. And like you had a blast. It was so much fun. You know, you like had all these big hopes and dreams for what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, you went on living your life and you look back and you're like, man, we didn't record any of that. Or the what we did record was on, you know, a oh, yeah. a little portable recorder or later on like a little phone. Right. Uh, or somebody's laptop that they just had like sitting out. Right. Um, yeah. And they were all crap. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so, that type of situation works really well for minor threat. You know, like putting a tape deck in, recording it just, you know, raw and dirty and great. Yeah. For a lot of music that doesn't necessarily work. No, you're not you doing, know? yeah. You know, like I, I found a demo that I made in like 2002, 2001, 2002 the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's bad. It's, <laughs> I mean, like quality is terrible. One. And two, like no one should have ever let me put a microphone in front of Aww. my singing. I debate my that. singing and guitar yes, playing. I also debate, I debate that. But like, you know, it's fun to have stuff like that and it's fun to go back and see it. But like, you kind of wonder, you know, <clears throat> Should should you have taken you know the the best that you had the best opportunity the best band you were working with you know and really laid some tracks down and like really played more live shows yeah you know and I think you know kind of encouraging some of the bands that have been practicing for like two three years it's like all right let's let's move you over to the studio let's let's lay this down like let's put this out you know into the world let's let's get you playing some live shows like there's a lot of bands around here that are playing, like jump on a bill with, you know, with some of them. Yeah. Get out there. But it all depends on what your, you know, as a band, like what your dreams are, right? Like there are metal bands I talk to, they just want to play the same four gigs at the same four venues every year. And they know that their people are going to show up and it's going to be a great time. And and that's good for them. You know what I mean? Uh, There are other bands that want to make a perfect album, but maybe only play once or twice a year. There are people that will play out every week or multiple times a week at different random bars and never record a single track. Yeah. Like, like I do feel like there's, there's this stigma attached to that, right? Like uh, if you are happy, always just rehearsing in a room and never playing shows, then great, you know? Um, But if you do want to take the next step, we want to be able to equip you to to do so um, in in a way that is meaningful for for you. Yeah, um, and I think I think a big thing that we run into with the folks that we serve is no one ever told them they could, so they just never pushed it. They never thought they could be someone who went into a recording studio, or they thought that they could be someone who could play at like a bigger venue or. And I think we always try to say, hey, we're going to be the people, if you want to do this, like, we can help make it happen. Right. We can push it forward. We can, we'll be cheering for you. Yeah. We'll try, we'll open as many doors as we have the ability to open. And that, I think that actually leads to one of the other kind of lessons learned over the past couple of years is to to build as large a network as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Because you never know when, uh when you need to make that phone call to help somebody out or when you get a phone call, you know, needing to, to rise to the occasion, something like that. That's the Kenny Vasco way. (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> big network. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you're hundred percent right on that. Like I was actually was talking to um, an artist manager and, and um, one of the management groups in Nashville a few weeks ago. And it was like, you know, what is your, what is your advice to, you know, anybody trying to, to really make a life in music, make a career in music. Just like, honestly, network. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like you just have to know everybody. Yeah. Know as many people as you can. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then from there, it's, you know, it's just building out your brand and building out, you know, what you want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're hundred percent right there. It's yeah. at the end of the day, it's, I think it's all about community and that's, Again, one thing that's, I think, really cool about Doghouse and a lot of the bands that, that play here and come through here and, you know, because it's not just, you know, you guys kind of lifting people up, you know, what you do, but, like, you see a lot of, you know, the other artists lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? It's amazing yeah. to live in Colorado. That's, like, one of the best reasons. Yeah, man, but they are nice. all on the same team. They're not, they don't they don't compete in that way where they're like, oh, we should have gotten that billing or that should have been our show. They really love each other. Some of those people do exist, though. You know, there are. Yeah, but not some, many here. I think. Some warts, I guess. I think that Colorado's <laughs> got like a really nice scene. Yeah, that- by and large, by and large. Very nice scene. So speaking of um, recording and the launch pad and the community and the artist, um, who all is is recording these days? I know we did, there was Day Shaper, um, yeah. put their EP out, which I've, Catch myself listening to more often than I should admit. <laughs> Is that the album that brings you into pop punk again? You know, man. <clears throat> well, 1998 Cody Crawford. Is yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Warp right. Tour Crawford. Hey. <laughs> Cody Warp Tour Crawford. <laughs> Get out my vans. <laughs> I think they nice. still I think they still fit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah, we, I mean, before renovations started, we had bunch of folks coming through yeah now we, i mean we have a pretty good pipeline for the rest of the year yes um which is good but we had i know um lion tortoise they are in the midst of releasing everything they recorded yes here in the past and year. they have extremely beautiful videos to go with each release <laughs> that i love and i watch over and over yeah i think that's been one of the ones that i keep hearing about the most like anytime i'm talking to anybody like hey what are you excited about like, dude lion tortoise Yes. Yeah, it's so good. It's yes, really good. They're, yeah. Well, because it's meticulous. Yes. Right. Their standards, the their production value. Yeah. Uh, we have Mosaic Lemonade recently yeah, released they, their single Cowboy, mm-hmm. which I be, love. Hopefully be coming back in soon. Yes. Um, we did some recording with Mother Tongue. Uh, Sweet Pork is on either SoundCloud or Bandcamp, but I want them to put their stuff on Spotify because even though that was just like one take recording, the Sweet Pork sessions was mm. oh so good. They did a cover of Erica Badu's uh, Tyrone, which was awesome. Nice. I, I yeah. love it. Dedicated to Ty Galloway. No. Bucky's project is called Defected. Defected, okay. And they'll be coming in next weekend. So that's Oops, exciting. Sorry. They'll be like the pioneering project for our newly renovated space. Yeah, they'll be the nice. first people to record. Yes. Um, Alex Trainer, the Alex Trainer music thing. Oh, I love the Alex Trainer music. Yes, thing. that is gonna be an amazing project. There is a person that is never afraid to be in front of people and saying exactly what is it on his mind. 
Yeah. Like he has, he's no filter. He's got all moxie. It's one of my favorite things about Alex Trainer. Yeah. Like I could watch that dude do what he does on stage for hours. <laughs> yes. Like he is so entertaining. Yes. It's, and it is unfiltered, but it's still curated to a degree. He make he, you know, he puts a lot into yeah. his sound and what he's doing, but he will say everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into the microphone. I love it. I think he's great. Yes. Yeah. I'm a fan. Um, and then we've had a couple of, you know, one-off projects. Like uh, we had someone that came in, wanted to record a jazz album, you know, just like Frank Sinatra's New York, New York, uh, you know, doing some covers of that. Yeah, so, that's a great example of, you know, he had just retired from his job of 50 plus years and had <laughs> taken up the piano and just wanted just this proof of I did this. I learned these songs. I can sing. Good I just want to have it. No, it's so impressive. Good for him. Yeah. That's great. That was really neat. I love that it's like jazz standards too. Yeah. yeah. So when you like say like he came, in, he came in and recorded a jazz album, like, all right, like acid jazz, like fusion. Like, he was all Jamiroquai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love Jamiroquai. <laughs> Actually, like, that would be if, if like J- Jabo, like I mean, what's, yeah. you know, what's happening here? Oh, speaking of awesome things and, and changes, I didn't notice that the sign changed. That yes, happened today. today. Was it today? Oh yeah, today. Okay, because yes. I like I pulled up in the parking lot. And I was like Babs, and yes. I was like so excited. Finally, yeah. yeah, it looks great. The new logo is on the sign. Yep. Yeah. How was yeah. Babs? Oh, Babs is. She's good. living a yeah. great dog lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. We have actually had a lot of dogs come through here. Uh, recently. recently. I mean, yeah. it's Colorado. Yeah, both of our interns have dogs. Yeah. A yeah. bunch of, every musician pretty much has a dog. Yeah. We've got two people at work that occasionally bring theirs in. Yeah. And every time I'm just like, mm, please, please out. don't. <laughs> out. Why? <clears throat> How am I supposed to get any work done with this adorable <laughs> little fluffy face just like looking at me? I'm sitting my, no, no, get out. <laughs> oh. No. One of them brought in a puppy the other day. It was a little like puppy smell. Still the new puppy smell. Yes. You know? Like, the puppy belly. How can you compete with that? Like you oh. just can't. can't focus on anything else. You know, and it came up and like sat right down to my feet, sort of wagging its tail. It's like, mm-mm. No, you take your cute little face right out of here. We we, <laughs> we saw it. these dogs that were up for adoption and man, they were cute. They were cute. We thought uh, about it. We thought about it. But no, Babs is the alpha and the omega. She is. <laughs> she is the one. Yeah. No little sibling for Babs. Right? No. no. She's great, though. She's been going on hikes. We took her backpacking. She carried all her own stuff. Yep. I mean, she's she's been the pet of the month for every she's, month. Yeah, she's, she's employee of the month every month. She's employee of the month every month. Yeah. <laughs> Ty's really trying, but just not <laughs> he doesn't happen. have the ears for it. No, you know? no, no. You know? <laughs> that's that's what's missing. If, <laughs> if Ty had better bat ears, then yes. maybe. Yeah, but more of a snout. Yeah. If Ty had a snout, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe not. If he were housebroken, but, oh, oh my gosh, that's true. <laughs> we have to leave papers all over the hallways. <laughs> Just, it's a real nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> gonna rub his nose in it. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, I love you, Ty. I think yeah, you're super yeah, talented. Shout out yeah. to Ty. 
Uh, speaking of, of Ty and the Shady Oaks crew, um, man, they're good. Um, they're, so they played, are playing, when is this coming out? Underground, uh, the music showcase. Like they were, they're doing ums, yeah? Yes. Those underground were, music showcase. Sorry, that, uh, those were words, right Cody. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst transition in the history of transit. Hey, speaking, speaking of transitions of that play shows, <laughs> I heard they're playing that one that's got all the people <laughs> down in Denver. <laughs> They are. We have a member of Shady Oaks in the studio right now. Yeah. Recording this podcast. The incomparable Lauren Dorland. Yes. Of Dorland Engineering. (laughs) Yes, we're very excited about the ums. When you're hearing this, the ums will have already happened. Sad. But right now we're really feeling the excitement. Happy. Yes. Yeah. The magic is yet to come. Is your phone okay? I'm pretty excited about it. Me too. Okay, good. (laughs) And we have a bunch of doghouse folks who will be playing, which is very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to start? And who Um, will those bands be? (laughs) So a couple that I'm really excited to see, and and this is not to say that I'm not excited to see everybody, um, but I am stoked to actually see Epicac. Mm-hmm. Loved talking with Isabella when she was in for the non-dudes episode. Um, Very excited to see them. You know, obviously Shady Oaks. um, And and one of my personal favorites, uh, Los Mocochetes. Yes. Los Mocochetes! I love them so much. Oh Oh my God, they're so much fun. They put on a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a party. They're so much fun. Uh, Yeah, I... We actually just had uh, Baron the Beast come by to rehearse for the ums, and it was the it was only like the second time I'd ever heard any other stuff, and it was it was awesome. They were just very personable, so I'm excited to see them. Yes, I've been listening to them a lot since they came in. Yeah, um, Lolita. Yeah, Lolita. Two MX Two, a former podcast guest, she'll yeah, be man. there mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited to see, see, I, this is always the, this is always a tough thing. Cause I feel like every time Ramakandra is playing, I want to go see them, but I have seen them so many times now. Right. And, so you're like planning out your festival and you're like, do right, I see the bands right. I know I love or should I try something new? It's like Lollapalooza all over again. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's going to any festival, like there's so much, I think, pre-planning that goes into it. Well, now that yeah. I'm in my 30s, yes. Yeah. I mean, when you could just go and just run from stage to stage, you know. Screaming. Screaming and very intoxicated. Like, that was. Yeah. Them were the days, man. But, yes. like, now you got to be more surgical about it. Like, all right, who am I going to see? You know, yes. put your lineup together. Put your timing together. Like, does this work to get from this stage to this stage? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I, I, I mean, now I feel like I have a little bit more independence. Like, like when I would roll into like La Palooza, I'd go in with like four people. I'm like, all right, these are the four people I'm going to be with the whole time. So I guess we have to compromise. Yeah, and I those don't know, compromises were hard. I don't nope. know why I felt that way because nope. now I'm like, well, you know, if I really want to go see another band, then I'm just going to bounce. Up after. Yeah, exactly. I always did that. Yeah. Like I remember I had to 
drag my friends to see Mute Math, and I love Mute Math. And uh, and they were all like, I don't know what the big deal is. And then they got there and they killed it, and it was amazing. And everyone's like, Oh, thanks for introducing me to Mute Math. And I'm like, Duh. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I I always felt like if I'm in a you know if there's somebody that I want to see and my friends don't want to see them, then that is fine. I will see you later or I won't see you later. I right. don't super duper care. Because we're no longer <laughs> friends. Like, I love you. <laughs> You're my buddy. Yeah. But I'm going to go see that band. You can come with me if you want to. If you don't want to, man, we'll either find each other later or I'll see you tomorrow. Or, yeah, you know, hopefully everybody makes it home. Okay, bye. Right. You know, like I just never... I wasn't going to compromise on that one. I mean, I'll compromise on literally everything else in my life, but not that, man. <laughs> not that. One of the first things we bonded over was music, and our second date was even like a concert. But then yes. going Aww. forward, there were all of these people that uh, we I wanted her to see, and then, uh, you know, I you kind of get that attention of like, well, am I just like dragging her to see this, or does she actually want to be at this concert? Like, like... Uh, I will bring up Ben Folds. <laughs> uh, I love Ben Folds. I've loved Ben Folds for years. And it took, it, I think it was like the third time Ben Folds had come around that we finally got to, to see them together, see, see Ben Folds together as a, I guess we were engaged then? Were we engaged when? I think so. We saw? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was just one of those concerts I'd always wanted to share with you. And I know. And I had, kind of seen him one other time and it was at this festival and he like didn't really play that much and left early. So right. I had this kind of bad taste in my mouth. So Liz, why do you hate Ben Folds? <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't hate Ben Folds. It was a great show. It was with the orchestra, I remember. Yeah, that's cool. It was nice. It was lovely. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, listen, I've seen some awesome Concerts together. We've actually we got engaged at a music festival. Oh, we That's did. Right, I think. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you forget that? Well, we didn't. We went to oh. it the day after we got engaged. Oh. No, I, I, rem uh. I remember every second of that engagement. <laughs> Wait, will the microphone capture me as I walk out the door? Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh. See you, buddy. Oh, jeez. All right. Marriage over. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, if you're gonna end it, that's 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 do it on air. Yeah, that's the <laughs> do it on air. <laughs> Too bad this is live, back. man. That would have been. <laughs> I just can't quit you, Liz. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I remember when you guys like when you guys were you know, first together and like you know engaged and like first married. Everything. It seemed like every time we would catch up, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're like flying to this state to go to a concert. We're going to this state to go to a show. Like, yes, yep. the amount of like airline miles you were burning to go see shows, man, was like that's more travel than I did in like five years. Our relationship sponsored by corporate America. Yeah, <laughs> but we had those once again. Sweet, thanks, corporate sweet America. Thanks, corporate miles. America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we did. We saw. We're always going places and seeing mm -hmm. shows. Yeah. We went to the Firefly Festival in Delaware. Yes. Yeah, that was our first festival together. Yeah, we saw cake. We um, saw uh, oh, fashion nugget. Come on, man. Oh yeah, I still love that album. Yeah, mm. I don't care what anybody says. That's a great uh, album. Cake, yes. cake was great. 
<laughs> How much time, so like that was your first festival together. How much time did you guys put in on figuring out what you wanted to see or did you just wing it? Oh, we put some time in. We had a long car ride right ahead of time. Yes. So we kind of put our lineup together, but we definitely, we definitely did prioritize seeing bands we had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Nice. Forget. Although we had like, they are. there were like, there were a couple that I definitely wanted to see like cake and okay go. And then I, I did not know the value of a, I know I love okay go. You do. Uh, I did not know the value of a Flaming Lips concert. Yes, until I was very excited to I, share that with you. Yeah, I, it was great. And it keeps getting pushed back, and I think it finally got canceled. Oh, I'm so mad. Where was it supposed to be? Here. Oh, one of the COVID shows that kept getting bumped yeah. back. Yeah. I was really hoping they were going to do because they did a couple of shows where they did the the whole the audience was in the bubbles. Yeah, and I was just. I don't, I'm not a religious person, but I was praying to any <laughs> God that would listen that that show would happen here and we could do the full bubble experience. Oh, yeah. They decided not to. And I'm uh-huh. so bummed. Sad. That's sad. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I just think it's a great show every time. Yeah. yeah. But I do remember specifically, uh, oh, what's the sad band that played Firefly? Uh, oh, man. I'll follow you and Death Cab for Cutie. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I vetoed that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when you have to start with what's the sad band? Yes. I mean that kind of <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be a hard pass for Liz there, bud. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. But okay, go she was fine with. Oh yeah, I like that. You know, okay, happy, happy music. <laughs> Great music videos. Great music videos, yeah. yeah. And your twin. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Vasco doppelganger. I took shots with him once. It was great. Todd and I were in a, one of their music videos one time. I remember. Yeah. You were in the Katmandu video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Back in our LA days. Yes. It's only like a decade ago. Oof. Big <laughs> oof. Yeah, dude. It's painful. it's painful. I think it was more than that, actually. When did Of the Color of the Blue Sky come out? What, 2010? Was it 2010? I don't know. Oh, 2010. So, yeah, 11 years ago. Man. Wow. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. We're old. It is really, really fun. <laughs> Thanks for nodding, you know, Lauren. Hanging out with, <laughs> with like Lauren and Ty and John. And like, I know. You like tell stories about, you know, yeah, they stuff just, you did. And they're like, oh, when was that? And you're like, 2005. They're like, oh my God. I know. Thanks. While you were playing Minecraft and hatching your Hatchimals. That's that's hardcore dating us, buddy. Oh my god! I personally have never heard of a Hatchable. No, no. Oh, the Hatchable! You get an egg at Toys R Us back when they had Toys R Us, Um, and then you could, you know, you'd watch the egg hatch, and it would be some sort of animal that clearly does not come from an egg, like a cat. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't know cats. Cats don't cover eggs. Yeah, Yeah, I've never, never. Yeah, that was very much ours. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny. I mean, yeah. Well, so I, was, I was talking to my buddy the other day, and he's like, hey, man, like, there's this, you know, this bottle of whiskey we should get for your 40th birthday, like, you know, to celebrate. And I was like, oh, that'd be, that'd be cool, man. He's like, when, when is that? I'm like, oh, it's, it's this year. I was like, 
turning 40 this year. <laughs> Dude, you're old. Really? How old is he? Did you have to? He's like 35. That's a foul. What? Ooh. Oh. A spider is currently coming down. As a side note, John and Lauren are big fans of spiders. He will. He loves their fuzzy little feet. Yes, actually, John and I got in a heated discussion once about spider feet. Yeah, I just don't see the cuteness on a personal level. So, yeah. But it was, it was rough because, like, then the, the, uh, the lead singer from Nick of Time came in as we were having a discussion. and About spider feet? And John just flipped the phone to Diana and said, isn't this a cute foot? <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? Oh... <laughs> So, so we had to explain it. Yeah. So we're going to make a website called Only Spider Feet. Spider Feet Only Fans. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wait. I don't think we can do that anymore. Uh, no, we totally can. can. It's Spider Feet. It's totally fine. It's within the Yeah. Visa and MasterCard aren't going to come after us. Okay. Now. All right. Go. Yeah. I did uh, one of the guys that I work with who uh, is not a nice person. Has who, an OnlyFans? We were discussing the OnlyFans situation and uh-huh. I'm very upset about it because like I have a lot of friends that that is how they provide a good chunk of their income. And he's like, well, you know, they're having a hard time finding uh, people to work in restaurants. That's about to change. He's like, dang. You're right. It's like, not cool, man. Yeah. You can't do that at a restaurant either. <laughs> Depends on the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. is it yeah. a buffet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All you don't want to eat. Hot <laughs> <laughs> plates of instant now for hours. Don't, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Only vans. <laughs> Wait, did you say only vans? No, only. I just said only fans. That's yeah. a, I think that'd be know. another good site. It'd be only vans. Only vans. It's like everybody's tour van. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 That would be cool. Just shots of like how you're storing your gear on the road. Mm-hmm. Like how you're making it happen. And like a before and after. Pre-tour, <laughs> How it started, how it's going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, like you're just doing like a little West Coast tour and it's only going to be, you know, a couple weeks. And like, yeah, no, by the end of it, it's totally fine. And then, yeah, it's fine. You know, if you're doing a full cross country by the time that's done, God, that thing is wrecked. Yeah. Yep. Just, just I mean, unless like... You have somebody like John or Lauren in there, making sure everything is put exactly where it's supposed to be. Oh, yes. coiling the cables. Properly. I definitely got in trouble for setting up the cables today. I, I did got not do a, a good job. I got a really good tutorial from John about how to properly coil a cable. Why did he give you the tutorial? Because I kept messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> it just became this mess. <laughs> There's you a just, real technique to, to the twist. Yeah, you have to twist when you, when you roll. Yeah. yeah. There was, there was, so there was a time when the, so the, so the Motet had just left one of our studios and the Motet uses 20 something inputs, you know, when they come in, they're a big band, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I was running late. I realized I had about 10 minutes to change over the studio before the next band came in. So I just hoisted about 20 XLRs up in my arm, carried them over to another studio and then 
left them there. This is my nightmare. Yep. Um, and then the next day, Ty was, Ty was like, he just sent a picture of, I think it was one of our interns covered in XLRs, like Cousin It. <laughs> I mean, like, who did this? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Who did this to us? I can't believe you admitted to that. Oh, I let my freak flag fly. I'm very yeah. unorganized. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's nice to have leadership around here that like really admits their flaws. Yes. Yeah, I fail fast when it comes to that sort of Thank stuff. you for listening to this episode of <laughs> Rocky Mountain Mixed Up. often. For more information on any of the topics we discussed this week, look us up online at no, doghousemusic.com I mean, or your yeah. favorite but social media But you know what? It is platform. definitely apparent when we are organized here versus when we are not organized here. Yeah. Like, yes. oh no, it's real easy to find stuff, you know, when it's not under construction. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the last two times I've set up the podcast room, like, like where are the cables? Like pulling, oh, yeah. all, pulling all these tarps back. I'm like, did somebody, did you move this from one tarp to the other? Why? This oh, should have just stayed here. I totally did that to get to the fog machine. I'm sorry. Did you? All right. Yeah. It was you then. All right. Yeah, why, again, did, see? why did you need the fog machine? Taking, Listen, taking responsibility, man. You Thank don't you. need to fog shame me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just some leisure time fog. Yeah. Leisure fog. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the fog and the fans and the lights that you put on when you play by yourself. Yeah, like exactly. It's like the episode of, uh, was it Freaks and Geeks? Where, um, um, Seth Rogen? No. The other one. Oh, not, the Franco guy we don't like anymore? Franco, the oh. other one. Siegel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he, because uh, he was like the huge Neil Peart fan. Yeah. And he had that ridiculous big drum kit, yes. but he didn't actually know how to play it. That's right. So he just sat there. Yeah, he would like yeah. hang out in his in his parents' basement. And he had like all these lights and a fog machine. And like, you know, I think like, you know, we've all done it one point in time or another. Where uh, you wanted to like play Rockstar. Yeah. He would put on his headphones and like just be drumming away. Yeah. And then, you know, there's an episode where he actually auditions for a band and it does not go well. It turns out he can't play. He's got like a 27-piece kit. He can play all the five pieces, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for taking us down that road, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our organization has been challenged recently. But we just got a card catalog. We did. It's so beautiful. I, I really love that story. Can you please tell that story? What? The card catalog. Okay. So, um, for months now, John has wanted a card catalog. Potentially like, for years. Potentially for years. <laughs> I think it was like in one of his When I Grow Up things like that he wrote down in second grade maybe. I don't know. And each microphone gets its own cozy bed in yes. the card catalog. So, we were looking at like all this different furniture that was kind of like a card catalog. And it was all kind of expensive too. And then uh, we found a card catalog on Craigslist uh, and it's an hour and change away. So it's like, it was all the way down in, I don't know, Greenwood Village, you know, DTC South of area, Denver. South of Denver. And uh, so I go down there with my buddy KJ and we think we're going to pick up this uh, uh, card catalog in a compact SUV. The card catalog is... Six feet by four feet by four feet. Um, and the, you know, we pull up to the driveway and the guy who's selling the card catalog is, just makes it very well known that he, uh, that we will not be fitting that thing in mm -hmm. the in compact SUV. Yeah, I no. measured it. All right. I was off by a half inch. 
Um, oh, if if we had put all the seats up, uh, you know, and drove like yeah. Oh, I almost fell over. Um, I don't know why I keep doing visuals for a podcast recording, but yeah. um, I mean, at least you're not smacking mic stands. At least I'm not smacking mic stands this time. Future Ken will smack a lot of mic stands. <laughs> Wait till the next yeah, episode. I bet in the very next episode, I will smash a lot of mic stands. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Anyway. You can actually plan for that. Make it a drinking game. Yeah. Take a shot every time we yell, oh, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't get the card catalog in the car. Um, but we took all the drawers out and we stuffed the car full of all the drawers. There's 108 drawers in this card catalog. It's massive. Um, God bless the Dewey Decimal System. Yep. Uh, my brother-in-law um, wants us to call it the Dewey Decibel System. Please do that. Yes. I think Please that's clutch. Please do that. That was clever. Yeah. That's um, good. Yeah. So then we had to get a truck, and then the next day it's myself and John Remington and uh, our brother-in-law, John John Cortez. John Cortez. Johnny Bear? Johnny Bear. Yes. Uh, all lifting this 400-pound card catalog thing into the truck. And it was great. Because we're all very strong. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Very manly men. Very Extremely manly men. <laughs> and our three-year-old nephew, Andre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dre is pretty tough. He is very strong for his yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. He likes to launch things. He doesn't throw them. He launches them. Including his own body. Yeah. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. He's got some real Kurt Cobain He's going to be a great crowd surfer one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got that, that Kurt Cobain energy of like flying into the drum set. Yes. Yeah. I respect that. <laughs> no fear. That's good. So yeah. So that's how we're going to organize things in the future. Hopefully the next couple weeks. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I mean, because… If everything goes according to plan, and <laughs> that is in place mm-hmm. by the next podcast recording, then I can just come in and use the Dewey Decibel system. Yes, to, to set, set the room up. up. Yes, I'm so stoked to say that. Stoked. To just walk around and say, "Oh yeah, man, I'm just gonna go use the Dewey Decibel." Yeah, we'll be ready in no time at all. <laughs> the DDS. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many people actually remember the Dewey Decimal System. I remember learning about it from my librarian as a child. Oh, yeah. We had librarians back then. Yes. That was a thing. I actually went to a library the other day. Did you? Yeah. Where was it? To use the internet? (laughs) No, but there was a guy playing Call of Duty on the internet there. (laughs) Well, at least that's all he was doing. I mean, it had, yeah. It could have been so much worse. Um. It could have been on only vans, you know. Only vans, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. creepers. Check out those ninety threes. Only uh. spider feet, you know. Now, um, but yeah, like I went to the library. It was great. Yeah, just posted up and like, you read? I did. What'd you read? Uh, <laughs> I was actually reading uh, in a house in the trees. It's about Blaze Foley. It's, uh, oh yeah. yeah, I loved yeah. that movie. The movie was great. Yeah, so Sybil. His mm-hmm. like kind of wife, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is the book that she wrote that ah. that inspired that movie. Wow, yeah, um, it's it's great. It's beautiful and poetic and sad and lovely and it's just a great read. It's really fun. Sweet. I mean, it's also sad, but it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's a very whimsical lifestyle living in a you know a treehouse in Georgia. Yeah, sounds hot. 
So hot. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> I like that a day at the library. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I like, did that. I worked on some music. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's really good. I've yeah. not done that in a, since really the renovation started. You played violin like a week I ago, did, right? I did. I did. Yeah. I picked it up. Yeah. Picked it up. Put it down. <laughs> Tuned it, put it back down. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get our bluegrass band going. Yes, yeah. Taz, Taz been actually working on the banjo. She took over Tom. Oh, yeah. great! And I've, I've been actually spending more time playing slide. So. Oh, interesting. You guys kind of switched. Yeah, we kind of sw- yeah accidentally. Like she was like, I want to, I want to mess around with your banjo. I'm like, yeah, go for it. So she, this is really fun. Like, yeah, yeah, enjoy. Yeah. And like, I've got this old, um, this old acoustic that's got just a super high bridge. So I was just, you know, just kind of playing around with a the slide and was like, I kind of like this. So, so much like, fun. Mm-hmm. So I just put it in, you know, in open G and nice. kind of going for it. Nice. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're doing around the old house. Yes. Yeah. Kenny, what about you? <laughs> what have you picked up lately? I haven't picked anything up, but I'm going to meet up with, uh, I'm going to meet up with some of my old bandmates. Uh, in November, oh, so nice. we used to do this thing every year where we would just find a random house somewhere in the country and hole up, put all the furniture against the wall, and just play nice. as much as possible. So, I'm going to be going to beautiful Dingman's Ferry, Pennsylvania, for Ooh. very uh, the you know, digs, the dings, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that'll be good. You going to record it all, or we'll probably just have a couple mics set up just to. See, it's amazing how many hours of recorded crap like we have. And, you know, like 2% of it is good. I mean, 2% is still a big win. Yes. That's true. <clears throat> At like least an, any of it is good. That's true. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Right on. So what, uh, what's everybody listening to this week? Kenny? <laughs> Why do I have to go first? Because <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Yes. Um, so uh, this will come as no surprise to literally anyone. Uh, I'm going to talk about Sturgill Simpson. Cut your ass every day. Dude, he has been putting out so much new stuff. Um, he put out a concept album uh, called Dude and Juanita. And mm-hmm. it's like, you remember the Willie Nelson album, Redheaded Stranger? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He basically did that, but did like an abolition version of it. And it is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's like one long story, you know, spread out over multiple songs in a concept. It's it's so good. Cool. And then I got a little depressed and went on a culture wall kick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess better than Mazzy Star, right? I mean... <laughs> That is also something that I will do from time to time. Go, oh, yeah. Get a little depressed to go on a Mazzy Star. You sit, a, sit in the car and listen to Mazzy Star alone. Yeah. Oof. Man, that's some introspective times. We've all done it. Yeah, we've all done it. Yeah. yeah. Liz, what are you listening to? <laughs> uh, this week, I've been listening to a bunch of Jillian Welch and… Nice. Uh, some Pearl Jam. Hey, all right. 
It's summertime. It feels right. (laughs) Actually, yeah, we went to a bar yesterday and they played a lot of Pearl Jam. Oh, they did. Yeah. They did. That was great. That's great. I feel like those are some good staff picks. Yeah. 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 So we we recently went to the Summer Nam show in Nashville and uh, one of the cover bands that was playing on Broadway was just rocking out Pearl Jam and our lovely intern Brendan was a huge Pearl Jam fan and he was just front row, fist pumping, like yeah. the only one switched on. He <laughs> yes. was switched on. Yes. It was awesome to see. Awesome That's rad. To see, yeah. That's funny. Um, quick sidebar. So Ta went to Iowa for uh, 4th of July. Yeah. There was a cover band playing various different songs. At one point, playing Alice in Chains, they swapped out Jesus Christ for cheese and rice. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and I asked her, it was like, isn't the line after that, like, deny your maker? Like, what do they do for that? And she's like, I don't know. I stopped oh, no. listening. Deny Cheesosaurus Rex? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> the lovely mascot from Kraft Macaroni and Cheese? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you do in the box with, with cheese and rice. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, weird. Gross. Yeah. Thanks, Iowa. <laughs> to all our listeners in Iowa, thank you <laughs> so much for listening. We just lost Please one. talk to your cover bands about <laughs> just singing the lyrics the way they're written. <laughs> I don't think God's going to be that offended. Yeah, Davenport. <laughs> Lake Okaboji. <laughs> the Boge. The Boge. <laughs> Chilling with the Boge. 93.3. <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> Did you know that they don't put anything on their, like, cheeseburgers? It's just, like, bun, meat, cheese, end of list. In Davenport? In uh, in Iowa. That's oh, gross. I did not know yeah, that. That's, like, a thing. No, I need condiments. I need, like, a thousand and, condiments. And if you order one with, like, lettuce, tomato, and onion, it's called a veggie burger. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> As we sit here in Boulder County. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> What are you listening I, to this week? <laughs> I, uh, oh, go ahead. Kimmy. Uh, no, no, no. What, what were you going to say about veggie burgers? Well, no, I was going to say I one time rode my bike across the state of Iowa. That's and impressive. I ate a the lot entire, of Iowa food. The entire length of Iowa. It's a, it's yes. a, it's a annual bike ride called Ragbri, right? Yes. Yeah. It was 100 degrees the entire time. There are a lot of things about Iowa that I've heard about that I think are amazing, mm-hmm. such as like instead of, Shooting skeet, you just like throw corn. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, that that's cool. Sounds amazing. Yeah, you know, like, but cheese and rice. Not a fan. That's no. a that's a bridge too far. Not a fan. So I've been listening to, um, since it's summertime. I feel like I've just been inundated with a lot of jam bands, funk, um, you know. The, the great thing is like Red Rocks does some live streams now when they play, um, you know, big shows. So like uh, Sun Squabby live streamed their set from Red Rocks uh, and it was great to watch. I wasn't able to be there. Um, so I've been listening to Sun Squabby. I've listened to Wolfpack. I've also been listening to a band that's been around for like 20 years called Oregon uh, and amazing funk, really well orchestrated, really well arranged. Um can't say enough good things about it. And I actually had to Google the name Orgon, O-R-G-O-N-E. It mean it's like 
So in the 1930s, the scientist thought he could generate good feelings out of a machine called the like organ generator. And that's where the name organ comes from. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. I know. So like their name literally means good feelings. I was like, that's like pretty that cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're a good feelings generator. Good feeling. Yeah, it's a good feeling band. Yeah. It's funny. Speaking of Red Rocks, I got to uh, kind of last minute, I got a call from uh, Arthur Biller and he was like, hey, do you want to go see the um, Goat Rodeo? Not our first Goat Rodeo. It's Yo-Yo Ma. And- you went to it? Yeah. Oh, how was it? Oh my God. So good. It was so good. They're like one of the um, one of the songs is one of the ones that Edgar had written, and he's like, you know, talking about how many notes there are actually in the scale. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we used all of them. Like we had to use four a couple of times, but just forgive us for that. And they start playing it. <laughs> After it was over, I looked at Arthur and was like, "What the hell was that?" And also, why am I crying inside? Like, <laughs> why am I crying on the outside? Like, so much of it. There were just so many, and I mean, the crowd was just silent. Yeah, silent. Every song. Yeah. Not a peep until it was over. It was beautiful. Thanks for listening to our family episode of the Rocky Mountain Mixdown. For more information about Doghouse Music Studios, please look us up at www.doghousemusic.com or wherever you look at social media. Thanks. Thanks.